Hi friends, my name's Caitlin. My name's Kara. And this is our podcast, Shout Out to the Old Me. Let's go. Alrighty, so we're back again. It's another week, another episode of the podcast. How are you doing today, Caitlin? I'm good. We are back. We're back. <laughs> Who would have thought? They thought we were gone. No, I don't. <laughs> Every week without fail, we've managed to show up and record an episode, which I'm quite proud of us to have done as many episodes as, we, as we've done, to it be honest. It's a really good achievement, I would it's say. It's a really good achievement. And you know what it is? It's it's a beautiful collaboration between oh! the two of us. <laughs> yes. Beautifully done. <laughs> so naturally, this week, we decided that we should doing a whole episode about our favourite collaborations from the world of music. We've had a few that have popped up on various other episodes that we've done. Yes. Um, but I think the idea of musical artist collaborations is something that's really fun. It's especially if it's, you know, people from different genres coming together yeah. to produce something. Like I keep thinking about, and it's not one of the songs on our list, but when we were talking about this before, I kept thinking about, uh, airplanes by B.O.B. Yes. featuring uh, Hayley Williams from Paramore, like things like that, which I remember yeah. at the time were so like iconic and amazing. Yeah. Um, recorded collaborations are great. Also at a lot of award shows like the Grammys and that kind of thing, we get a lot of really cool performances collaborations that we yeah from artists that you wouldn't necessarily see together. So that's really cool. So yeah, today we wanted to, to take a deeper dive into some Ooh. of our favorite collaborations it was really really hard to narrow down like collaborate <laughs> like to just pick out a you know a top five collaborations yeah. and then we've got some honorable mentions as well but yeah. I reckon, yeah if you want to kick us off all right well my first pick is it's a bit obscure I will be honest I don't think many people will have heard this cover but I was like that's why it's a great choice you know yeah for, for an episode but in uh, Australia, we used to have, I don't think it runs anymore, we used to have on SBS a music quiz show called Rockwiz, which was hosted every week, I think, at the SB down in St Kilda. They'd get, you know, some people in off the street to join the quiz panel along with, you know, musical artists and that kind of thing. They had a live band uh, hosted by Julia Zemiro. And a couple of years ago, I believe actually back in, I think it was 2015, they did a series called Rockwiz Through the Decades. Yes, um, I do remember that. was really great. So from the final episode, which I'm pretty sure was Rockwiz in the 2000s, uh, the music panellists for that episode were my fave, Seth Sentry. Yeah. Uh, Paul Kelly, who is obviously an icon of Australian music. John Butler from the John Butler Trio and uh, Julia Stone, who is probably most well-known for being part of Angus and Julia Stone and yeah. uh, Big Jet Plane and various other songs. And at the end of every Rockwiz episode, the musical guests usually perform a song together. They start off by performing one of their own songs and then at the end they come together and perform um, usually a cover. And in this episode, sorry, this is taking me a really long time to get to the mention of the song. In this episode, because it was the 2000s episode, they did a cover of Hey Ya by Outcast. What, and what a great song to cover too. It's such a great song to start with. And then you put like just 
Paul Kelly singing Outcast. <laughs> yes. Like, it just doesn't, I mean, it doesn't make sense, but it's so good. And just, I think it was really interesting because obviously you have, you know, like, John from more of a folk background, like Seth, obviously from a like a hip hop background. Yeah, Julia's vocal is really haunting as well. And then you know Paul Kelly on this track, along with uh, Vicar and Linda Buller doing the backing vocals and the rest of the Rockwiz band. A lot of um, shows in Australia where we have you know like Rockwiz or Spix and Facts and that kind of thing, they do lend themselves to collaborations between artists that you otherwise wouldn't really see interact yeah. like there wouldn't be many a festival lineup where you'd see like Seth Century and Paul Kelly on the same no lineup. so I just thought it was really fun um it was a great episode as well I got really excited because it was you know the 2000s are my jam so it was a yes. great quiz episode and then it finishing off with this uh collab which is available on YouTube and I definitely have on a mix CD or three in my car because it's just so great. But yeah. That was yeah. my first pick. <laughs> That's a really good pick. And I remember I remember those shows, like the specific yeah. decade shows. And oh, my God, because we love a trivia show. We do. <laughs> so I'll have to check it out. I don't know. I definitely remember the cover, but it's yeah. been a, it's been a minute. So I'll have to check it out as well, as well as yeah. hopefully our lovely listeners checking it out Enjoy. and hearing a clip of it. <laughs> um, well, my first pick is by my one and only's You Me at Six. I couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't not put this collaboration yeah. on because I think it's my number one for a reason, and I think mm-hmm. it's my favorite collaboration of all time. Back in 2011, there was kind of this whole. I think You Me at Six were kind of real. Uh, leaders in the like collaboration scene you know between a lot of pop punk bands and Uh metal bands and um so on sinners never sleep they actually had multiple like featured artists on that record which was really great because you meet six were going into this more like alt rock sort of sound and taking sort of stepping a little bit away from that pop punk sort of sound that they'd had previously with hold me down but this collaboration between you me at six and ollie sykes was next level um and the song was called bite my tongue So Ollie Sykes is from Bring the Horizon, who, which at the time were very heavy. I mean, they've sort yeah. of evolved their sound a little bit now. But in 2011, we hadn't left. We hadn't left the really heavy stuff. And I think, I mean, By My Tongue is a pretty heavy song, but they also did. Um, they did a song with uh, Winston McCall from Parkway Drive mm-hmm. called Time Is Money. Um, I almost, I was like, oh, should I put that one here on there? Because I think we've spoken about By My Tongue mm-hmm. maybe in a previous episode. But I was like, no. Nah. Sorry, it's got to be it's got to be on my like top of my list. Yeah. But yeah, and I was lucky enough to see it live. I mean, we we meaning Sarah, who's had many <laughs> shout outs. We um we, we I've seen Josh Franceschi, the lead singer of You Me at Six, do the Ollie vocal oh, yeah. live. Well, that's um, the other the other thing with collaborations, yeah. the recorded ones is they like they're great, but then yeah, when it comes exactly. to exactly someone, else how does it translate? Has to, has to figure it out <laughs> exactly. Um, and so you know, and it was great. Like I remember at Soundwave, he killed it. He always does. But yeah. it was awesome in twenty eighteen, I think twenty nineteen. Oh, I don't know what year it was. A couple of years ago, we saw <laughs> um, Bring the Horizon to a headliner headlining. Sh- uh, tour in Australia yeah. at Rod Laver and mm-hmm. they brought Yumi at Six out with them to open 
and um, we we got to see it live. And um, I think I talked about this in the live shows episode, but mm. I lost my mind. <laughs> you ascended. Lie. You left. I ascended. You left planet Earth. I was. I was no longer on earth um and so yeah number one i had to had to take the top spot and also like it's a song that i go back and listen to all the time like it, it'll never get old yeah. to me there's always something something new that it brings to my life whenever i hear it um so that's my that's my number one pick yeah no i love that and i, I love that you got to see it live as well <sighs> i think that's that's always extra special and it was always so fun when like that would happen i mean yeah. in that case probably not super entirely unexpectedly but it's still fun um no i it hadn't crossed my mind oh really it didn't because i was already so excited about the fact that we had well i was going to a show as well that was like four bands that i knew but it didn't yeah it didn't really register to me but also during that time i don't know if it was 2011 there might have been but um bring me also got josh on a song for their album as well so it was really nice that you know, obviously, yeah. Yumi at Six wanted Ollie on their song, um, but it was nice that it was sort of returned and, and Josh Josh jumped on a song. I think it was from Seth Returnal. I think it was. Yeah. Um, actually, no, I think it was the one before. I can never remember. It's a, the longest album title of all time. Um, right. There's a hell, believe me, I've seen it, is the start of that title. <laughs> anyway, but yeah, great okay. collaboration. Love it. Yeah, I think as well in that pop punk space, I think there's a couple more picks on your list that reflect this but um definitely a lot of collaboration that stemmed out of being on the same tours or you know in sort of the same scene really had sort of you know vocalists jumping here there and everywhere which was a lot of great fun but uh right my number two pick in no consecutive order yeah um, of course (laughs) mine aren't either I just had to put that as number one (laughs) um to quote you know old mate Irwin on TikTok yesterday Mm. but uh my second pick is a Shawn Mendes song from mm. the 2018 self-titled Shawn Mendes album. And I've chosen Youth, which features Khalid. Yeah. Um, which is was one of the singles from the album and is such a beautiful, beautiful song. So good. Let it turn into hey, no, I won't let it change me. Never lose inside of the one I keep inside. Now I know it. But I particularly wanted to, and I think I particularly want to shout out, obviously it's a collaboration, but I think the kind of extra soul and just vibes that Khalid, Khalid brings to the track are so great. But in particular, there was, um, I guess kind of going along with the anthemic, you know, youth empowerment vibes of the song. Mm. At the 2018 Billboard Music Awards, uh, they performed it together, which was really great. But then they also had uh, students who were members of, I'm pretty sure they were members of the choir um, at a high school in Florida that um, there was a shooting incident at on the Valentine's Day prior and kind of turned it into this kind of moment of activism against gun violence, which I thought was really, really beautiful and moving. And it was a great example of, you know, artists using their platform and the expression that they already had there through their art and through the song um, and kind of applying it to that specific scenario was really, really beautiful. But it's also just like 
such a great song like the the gentle like it starts off like it lures you in it's so gentle and nice and then it just like goes off and by the end you're just screaming along with it um, yeah it was one of the songs that I think when we saw it live was really fantastic as well yeah but yeah just had to be on the list because I thought it was just it was really cool to sort of yeah like you said see I mean they're not entirely removed from each other in terms of genre but there's definitely you know um a lot that they can that sean and khalid can bring to each other's performances so i thought that was really great any song that khalid is involved in is magical like free spirit is like one of my favorite albums Mm. of when like definitely my favorite khalid album but i remember hearing talk i don't know you know that song talk that Mm -hmm. he did with disclosure yeah it's like I just when I hear Khalid's voice, it, it could, and that's the thing with this uh, with this collaboration too is that he brings something different, but his voice lends itself so beautifully to any any song that he's on, you know, yeah. and any song that he does. Like he did that song with I think it was Normani, so you know he's very much you know collaborating yeah, with yeah, a lot yeah. of different artists, really taking in a lot of influences from everyone, and I think it's really made his music elevated, and he elevates other people's work too. Um, yes. I don't know how that song Youth came about, but I imagine that he was he was probably involved in it significantly. Yeah, I'm, just, I'm not sure, but yeah. the vibes the vibes are immaculate. It's amazing. It's say. a great song. <laughs> yeah, I love that song. I guess kind of on a similar path. I mean, like it's yeah. a different, little bit of a different genre. But my um, my second pick sort of feels the same in terms of tone, like mm-hmm. with two voices coming together and and just kind of being a magical experience um so my second pick is a song by tonight alive featuring lynn gunn from the band paris and the song i picked is disappear disappear was a single off Underworld that came out in 2018, which was obviously a Tonight Live album. Mm-hmm. And I think what's interesting and contextually with Tonight Live, like they, this was their fourth album, but it was also an album that they recorded all, like the whole thing was recorded in Thailand. They had left their record label. They were independently releasing this record. And so they had a lot of freedom. It felt like, ironically, the album before this was called Limitless. Um, but <laughs> I feel like this, that Underworld had more of like, yeah, this whole notion of freedom and, and, and creativity and experimentation. And when I was really excited for this album, highly anticipated, because the first single was called Temple um, mm-hmm. and it went off. It was like this rock banger. Like it was... a, a it blew my mind when it came out and then they followed up with um disappear was another single from that record and when i saw that lynn gunn from paris (laughs) was featured on this song i was like this is perfect like it was in my mind the perfect collaboration because you know tonight live uh, you know jenna mcdougall the lead singer of Mm. tonight live is like one of the iconic voices in pop punk and has been for so long um, and then you've got Lynn Gunn, who had come in on the scene a little bit later on, um, but had solidified herself as one of these, like, the new voices of of uh, pop rock music, you know, yeah. especially in that scene. Um, and so for them to, to sing together on a song, it was just the synergy was beautiful. The energy was great. Um, and, yeah, I was really excited because I'm a huge fan of both bands. 
and I saw this song live at Good Things, um, yeah. but it, it, with just Jenna um, singing it. But I would love – that's one thing I would love to see is – is yeah. Lynn actually sing it with Jenna and see that live would be amazing. But yeah, I had, had to put that on my list. It was one of the first ones that came to mind when I was sort of coming up with like what my favorite collaborations are because it was just, it was just, it felt perfect. Felt like what a great idea <laughs> to get for them to collaborate on a song. And um, I'm glad that they did it. And that album is just, it's so good. It's like, I would say it's my favorite tonight live record. um yeah love that though uh it was yeah it was magical i was so excited when it came out and yeah it's one i listen to still now but that's my second pick i'm so excited already to listen back to the edit of this episode where you would and you will you would love that song disappear i don't know if you've heard it but oof yeah love it i'm so excited yeah but Next on my list is a couple of artists that we've actually talked about quite a bit, especially in a few recent episodes. Yeah. But I'm trying to remember, and I feel like you'll be able to tell me this, but they, was this song performed when we saw this artist support the previous artist? I feel like it had just come out possibly when we, where it was like, it was like the hot new single. Everyone knew it. Yeah, and that was so what I was really it. weird. So we've mentioned this before, but back in 2019, we saw Shawn Mendes and their Shawn Mendes's. Op- that's Shawn Mendes's. That's really hard to Shawn say. Shawn Mendes's. Shawn's, <laughs> Shawn's opening act was Dan and Shay, who are like a country duo that we both love. Yes. Um, and at the time, they had just released a new single, which I'm pretty sure was a standalone single, which was a collaboration with. Justin Bieber called 10,000 Hours. It's been 10,000 hours and 10,000 more. Oh, if that's what it takes to learn a sweetheart of yours. And I might never get there, but I'm gonna try. If it's 10,000 hours or the rest of my life, I'm gonna love Now, I did see a funny tweet. Or an Instagram comment or something where someone figured out that 10,000 hours is actually only like three months or something. No. <laughs> really? So the sentiment oh, of the so song may be not as romantic as it sounds. Oh, I didn't realise. That is hilarious. Because um, it sounds super romantic. 10,000 yeah, 10, hours. Yeah, 10,000 like, hours. It's like so long. Apparently it's not that long. But it's a great song. It's so, like, gentle and chill, which is yeah. very much, I think, you know, the Dan and Shay vibe. Like, it very yeah. much is singing along with a group of people, like, probably in a bar somewhere, just yep. having a great time, singing to your loved ones, sharing the moment. Mm-hmm. And having Justin on the track was fun. Like, he, yeah. you know, has been around for so long now that it's been really cool to see him dip his toe in in collaborating with other artists over the years um, because, it, obviously, you know, he's had such an established career on his own. Yeah. Um, so it was cool to see someone like Dan and Shay uh, come together with, I guess, someone of, Justin's stature and stuff. Yeah, for sure. Um, and do such a fun little song. Like, it's just, it's so it's a cute. Great song. It's adorable. Like, the vocals yep. obviously are on point. The harmonies mm. are on point. Oh but my God. yeah, it was. Yeah, Dan and Shay songs just <laughs> warm my heart. Like, yeah. I just feel they just make me so happy. Listening to Dan and Shay, I feel like, is the equivalent of like eating comfort food. Like, 100%. it's just yeah. so nice. It's so welcoming. It's not, you know, too intense. It's like a warm hug. It is. Um, 
But yeah, I thought 10,000 Hours was a really fun collab. It definitely yeah. wasn't, you know, again, I mean, it is a bit of a, a bit of a genre bend given their, how country they are. But yeah, I think, you know, Justin and the world of pop is constantly evolving and genres kind of don't really exist. Well, they anymore. don't, but so it's like... it was <laughs> fun to see that kind of come together. Yeah, it's that pop country sort of revolution yeah. that's happening. Like, you've yeah. got a, a BB Rexer and a Florida Georgia line yeah. collaboration. Like, <laughs> well, what? <laughs> and, it, and again, which I didn't mention any uh, of them on this list, but... What is it? It's the theme yeah. on the Country Music Channel where they yeah. do the collaborations episodes where and they're the, so good. Pop, the pop artist and the country artist come together and perform um, each other's songs and they are really, really great. I mean, so, yeah, I just still can't get over the Jason Derulo, um, yeah. Luke Bryan collab. <laughs> so good. Trust me, if there's a YouTube country hole you want to fall into, that's the one. <laughs> that's the one. Oh, and I've been down in many times. <laughs> um yeah that, it's so funny yeah. it's, it's funny funny is not the right word <laughs> it's so entertaining is what it's i unexpected say. unexpectedly just... entertaining yeah we love a bit of country in this household <laughs> um but yeah that's a really good one that's not one that i even thought of that even crossed my mind so i'm so glad you yeah, gave that one got, a shout out we've got some di- diverse lists today yeah except for one that we have in one artist that we have in common but that that didn't that didn't surprise me either so <laughs> yeah it's funny isn't it um well speaking of diverse lists i um <laughs> i want to take it back to the 80s because i oh. i love the 80s <laughs> I just take I I really if I could go back to an an era of music it would be the eighties yeah. it was a wild ride, um but this song is was an oversight originally for me and then after a conversation with my brother <laughs> he mentioned this one which is so random that he came up with this um but it is Philip Bailey and Phil Collins with Easy Lover. <laughs> Does it get much better than that? I don't think it does. I think end end the episode now. We've done enough. That's it. Retire. Um, So Easy Lover was is actually from the Philip Bailey record, uh, Chinese Wall, that came out in 1984. And obviously Phil Collins is a legend, um, but so is Philip Bailey. And I didn't realise this until I actually looked at the song credits, but Philip Bailey was in Earth, Wind and Fire. Didn't know right. that he was a vocalist in that group. Ah, I didn't know that either. But no, that makes sense. do you remember? Like that is one of my favorite <laughs> songs, and I didn't even realize that Philip Bailey was a vocalist on that song. And so that was a fun little thing that I found out. But yeah, I mean, it's just a—it's like a pop rock a dance track. Like it's just one of those songs that just makes you feel so happy when you yeah. hear it. And I mean, the lyrics are kind of interesting. Like, if you're going to read into it, it's almost like this whole idea of like, uh, she's too, it's too hard. It's ironic yeah. that it's called Easy Lover, but it's yeah. like, uh, she's probably more trouble than she's worth, which, right. you know. She wasn't interested in you entering anyway. Yeah, it's the 80s. But um, such a great song and a song that I'd listen to and it just, it just makes me happy. Yeah, had to put that on my list as my third choice. 
But yeah, what have you got for your fourth one? Oh, we're at your fourth. Jeez, we're we're racing through these. All right, I would like to... Caitlin, I want you to close your eyes. Okay. I'm going to take you back. Okay. The year is 2009. Yeah, I'm there. You've got you've gotten home after school. I think for you, possibly you've gone to your nan's house in order to watch Disney Channel. Would that be Would that be correct? Tuesday nights. Tuesday nights. So uh, you've gone to wherever you can access Disney Channel. You've turned yep. on the TV. Yep. And you're about to be hit with one of the most ambitious, powerful iconic collaborations you should see me right now i am summoning <laughs> the disney gods of from the above era. because your show whatever what are you watching is it like a wizards of waverly place a hannah montana like what was your go-to you know what i don't know you know what i think it could have been wizards at that point yeah yeah, yeah wizards so wizards wizards of waverly place is on and it cuts to an ad break and yep. in their ad breaks disney like to do music videos for certain things yep and you hear the opening bars of Send It On. Oh, full send. Which was obviously featuring all three Jonas Brothers, Miley Cyrus, Selena Gomez and Demi Lovato. I believe this was originally released for Disney's Friends for Change, which was like an environmental initiative yeah. or possibly an anti-bullying like thing or maybe like all think, of their causes were say, under the Friends for Change banner. I think you're right. I think they were covering all bases. <laughs> Just any possible issue yeah, that any you issue that you've got, <laughs> if you're in their target audience. But this song, and it came up recently, oh, it, was, it wasn't that recent, but I think uh, in the last year or so, the Jonas Brothers were on Nick Grimshaw's show on BBC Radio 1 and he did mm. a Remember the Lyric Challenge with the boys. Yeah. And this song came up. Of course, Nick remembered the lyrics. Kevin said he hadn't heard the song since they did it in <laughs> 2009. Oh, but it's just so iconic like the music video is so weird they're like running around a golf course and then they're also on a stage very strange so the pairings in the video are nick and miley singing a verse together obviously hashtag niley forever yeah selena gomez gets paired with kevin (laughs) so selena what did you say then Did you just say poor Selena? No, I said Soz. Because this is obviously pre-Nick also dating Selena. (laughs) So it was pre-Love Triangle days. And then Demi Lovato and Joe Jonas sang their little verse together as well. And then everyone came into the chorus to sing as many ad-libs and vocal roles as they could possibly fit in. Too many. Too many, some would say. Um, Just the right amount for me. On the thing with Nick Grimshaw, like it's is it Nick or someone is like there's a lot of over singing yeah. happening here. They're like death I by ad libs. When you when you're uh, six of the heaviest hitters on the Disney Channel, you've got yeah. to stand out. You've got exactly. to stand out. You've really got to push yourself. And they so, did. They tried. Oh my yeah. gosh. 
So I couldn't, like, we couldn't have a collaborations episode without talking about what was arguably the biggest collaboration. (laughs) Of our generation. Of our generation, to be honest. (laughs) Yeah, forget about uh, Queen and David Bowie. This is where it's at. (laughs) This is where it's at. Send it on. Joe Bros, Miley, Selena and Demi. Also, the the title, Send It On, just gives you, like, this anthemic, like, oh, they are (laughs) we are here and we have a message, We are here, we are part of a movement. It's real, like we're going to change the world. Oh my God, what a song. Because one spark can start a yeah, fire, right. Caitlin. Which kind of, I mean, were they in LA? That, that might be controversial. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, great, uh, great song, great choice. Love it. Uh, yeah, couldn't couldn't have this list without putting Send It On. No, on well, so. it's, hard, it's hard to follow that. We thought Easy Love was good, but... <laughs> Yeah, send really, it on. We're really knocking it out of the park. On we this really one, are. Great choices from us, if I do say so myself. What's um, next for you? When people think of Charlie Puth, they may not think of this song. Okay. Maybe, I don't know. He does He does love a collab, though. He really does. And this collaboration is uh, – actually, this song is probably my favourite from Voice Notes. Um, yeah. Well, at least it's up there. But this song is Charlie Puth featuring Kalani – uh, and the song is called Done For Me. Like I said, came off voice notes in 2018, which was his second album. And, you know, he was sort of trying a different sound he was producing he was writing a lot more and Kalani was someone that I was familiar with through her other collaborations she's done Ah. collaborations with a lot of people notably for me um, she did a song called Feel with Mm -hmm. Post Malone on his first album called Stoney Um, and she also was on my favorite Zayn song from his solo record called Wrong what was that album called? Mind of Mine? Something like that. Yeah. But anyway, so I was familiar with her and I'd sort of, I've and I've since this Done For Me song, I have gone and listened to a lot of her solo stuff and I really like it. I think her voice is so amazing. And with this song Done For Me, you know, it was kind of, I guess it was like a mid 80s pop vibe. Yeah. It's how I would describe it. Sort of similar to like a Pet Shop Boys, Wham kind of sound. Um, obviously with the electronic baseline as well yeah. that he's talked about with attention. Like he did that video, if you remember, Kara, talking about how he um, recorded attention is, and that it was a it was a electronic bass on the song, which is, is interesting. Few things I enjoy more than listening to specific – well, mostly just listening to people describe their songwriting process. Yeah. But Charlie Puth specifically fascinates me. I know. In, t- in regard to songwriting. And I know it's because of, like, the perfect pitch and, like, the scientific approach and all that kind of stuff, yeah. but he also is just, like, such a music nerd. Yeah, exactly. And if it's anyone's nice to listen in- to him talk about su- it. Yeah, and if anyone's interested in hearing more about that, would recommend following Charlie on TikTok. Yes. that's where the music nerd has, like, fully yeah. come out to play. I feel like maybe when he's in, like, you know, like, regular interviews and stuff, he's a little bit more reserved about it, whereas on TikTok he's like, here's how I made the thing. Let's make a thing together. And it's really fun. Well, it's really cool that he's found a place on TikTok to talk about that sort of stuff because like and also like on this song it's a super funky song and so when he's talking about the synths that he uses and like he talks about you know just the process of making this song 
you, you know, and you just said too, it's like when he's doing normal interviews, he kind of, I think a lot of people are quick and it's easy to look at Charlie Puth and just like slap a pop label on him. Yeah. But he really does stand out to me as being one of the great con- contributors to the 2010s and now yeah. going into, you know, the 20s. And so, you know, he's someone that's bringing back a lot of that 80s sound to the modern era. And I think a lot of people are sort of looking at him like, okay, he's got a really great influence. He's got a really good ear, obviously. And his style's (laughs) different. So, yeah, I'm a big big Charlie Puth fan. A lot of people, I think, associate Charlie with the singles that he's known for. Like, A See You Again, which he actually wrote, a lot of people won't realise, because he's the feature on the track, not the lead artist. Yeah. And, like, things like that across, you know, across the last, uh, how long has he been around? Like, the last yeah, eight so I years? Yeah, I think like, he's probably had, well, that album, what Nine Track Mine came out in 2016, so, but he was around before that. Yeah, sort of so, like, five, five, six years. So it's really, yeah, YouTube was a thing that like he's doing covers and that kind of thing. Yeah, so I think it's just really interesting um, to see. Yeah, I, I just love the other side of the process. I yeah. think it's really great. There's just, just a yeah, lot this- more to him than what we are given. You know, and yeah. I, I'm glad now that he's able to express himself on TikTok and talk about like, you know, and just, oh, he just has such an interesting brain, it seems like, you know, and it's and interesting to sort of hear what he's saying about music and, you know, yeah. anytime I hear a music nerd talking about music, it's like anyone that's really passionate about something. It's incredibly interesting to me, exactly. but yeah, done for me, really great track. Just feel, you know what it feels like when I'm what? in my car and I'm going around a really smooth corner. That's how it feels when I hear that That's song. That's such a specific description, but yeah. I know exactly what you mean. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's just like really, I'm coasting. Sort of. coasting. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, I had to put that on my list as, yeah, one of my favourite <laughs> collaborations because Kalani is wonderful. Plus, it's like a sexy song too. It's really good. Yeah. Great all around. Vibes are great. Now, I know I, I said my previous choice was iconic, but... <laughs> I can't, this one's iconic in, in a different way. In a different way. And this one almost didn't make the list. And then I was talking to Caitlin about it and I was like, oh, I need to pick one more because we like to have the same number of picks and honourable mentions. And I was like, I was thinking about adding this, but maybe not. And then you said that you were surprised that it wasn't on there. So yeah. I was like, look, that must mean it's extremely on brand. So I've got to put it on there. So I've gone with my final pick from the top five in no consecutive order is (laughs) Two Strong Hearts, which is John Farnham and Olivia Newton-John. Icons, absolute icons. Icons um, of Australian music and the world round. We were talking about, you know, a year ago today, John Farnham did yeah. his little firefight set and I think he brought out Olivia to perform this song, but the, it was originally released in 1998. And wow. it's just, I don't even know how to describe it. Like, it's just a bop. Like, it gets you up. It gets you grooving at, you know, like a, a family birthday mm-hmm. party, like Full on in safety a pub somewhere. Vibes. Like you're just, yep. you're up and you're grooving and it's just a banger and everyone seems to know the words. Yeah. Like it's just, and it's just adorable as it well. Is. Like it's just, you know, it has like, it has its little sexy moments as well, but it's just, it's just so fun. And I actually used it a couple of years ago for my parents 
35th wedding anniversary, I re-edited uh, their wedding video, which Caitlin helped me with, so thank you for that. But I uh, used this song as the backing track to that to yeah. great, great um, approval. So it was, yeah, it's it would have been, would have gone down very well, I can imagine. <laughs> uh, received incredibly well. But it's just, it's just so fun. Like it just, whenever, like I'm singing it in my head right now and you can't yeah. help but like I'm sitting down, but you do that thing where, you know, you move your shoulders yep. from side to side. Like you just... Just gets you going. Yeah, that's my signature dance move. Get the shoulders involved. I love Get it. The shoulders involved. And I just love Olivia. Anything yeah. she does, she's just the queen. So, you know, legendary. And John Farnham, obviously, too. But as well, like, yeah, Australian icons coming together. Like, what more could you want? Exactly. Yeah. I know. So good. Well, that takes us to the final one in my top five. Uh, I've scrolled up. I've, what have I got? Oh, that's uh, right. I was, changed this last yeah. minute. Okay, yeah, that's you why did. it's confusing. I'm like, what have I picked? Um, yeah, so the last one I've picked is Take What You Want by Post Malone featuring Ozzy Osbourne and Travis Scott. song when it came out I was like okay Post Malone's here one of the best songs I heard probably in 2019 and it came off his record Hollywood's Bleeding which great title for an album Mm -hmm. that whole record is really good from start to finish I listened to it last night I was totally loving it and there's a few collaborations on that record too I almost did the the song Die For Me um, with Halsey but I went with this one because I think it's it's an important one sort of to this whole idea of like genre bending and getting different artists together to collaborate and sort of you know maybe shift shift the music industry into a into a direction and so I think the song I did read this and I could be wrong but it was one mm-hmm. of the biggest hip-hop releases of 2019 but it also in a way resulted in this return of hard rock to the pop charts yeah. because it was the it was the first song to chart on the mainstream rock charts and it also hit the top 10 on Billboard and it was the first one the first song to do it since 2009 which I think was a shine down song and so this whole idea of like rock music being dead you know people always say even like um who was it from Kiss <laughs> rock music is just not what well, it used I mean, to be like we were saying about you know different genres and that kind of thing like it really in like what is pop like how do you define it like we could do a whole other like there are so right. many different like obviously there are certain you know like aesthetic and like sonic elements to pop music but in today's you know sort of genre with things like streaming and the internet and that kind of thing being able to give like a platform to so many artists from so many different genres that inherently gives them an opportunity to be popular so but i just think when someone as big as Gene Simmons comes out and says rock music's dead. It's just like, Ugh, okay, maybe to you, maybe it's not like it was in the seventies and the eighties, but rock music is here. And I think this song and, and, and also post to his credit as well as an artist has really come into this like pop space. I'm doing air quotations and has made yeah. his mark on that bridge between pop and rock in the yeah, last few years. Exactly. And that's always existed. This, this bridge has always been there. Um, yeah. But it's nice to hear, like, because this song opens with Ozzy 
and he's mm. it's like this like really beautiful like melodic guitar at the start and his you know Ozzy Osbourne's voice is just <sighs> Black Sabbath is like one of my favorite bands of all time yeah. but I, yeah this song is so great and it's got this oh my god this this epic like a guitar solo at the end and it just goes off and then Travis uh, Travis Scott comes in with his rap verse and it's this whole like hip hop rock heavy rock blend and Post's yeah, voice wow. is so beautiful and I just yeah it's like music to my ears take what you want really great song yeah no that sounds pretty iconic to be honest I would just like to um issue a correction for one of my earlier statements I've oh. done a quick google 10,000 hours is actually 59 weeks so it's longer than a year but oh, still. thank god but still a year <laughs> is that a long-term relationship maybe is it supposed to be like a first anniversary song I don't know oh I've yeah got, maybe questions Maybe. Yeah. Anyway, just like to issue a correction in case anyone gets mad at my lack of ability to do math. <laughs> when I'm listening back to the episodes, I'm like, well, we're clearly wrong there, but that's okay. Well, as well, I love, again, listening back to them where we're so confident. Like, there are so many things where I'm just like, well, you'll, you'll say something and I'll be like, yeah, I'm pretty sure that's right. And then neither of us ever check, so I thought I'd check in. <laughs> I, know, we, I know, we were so strong on that too, weren't we? I believe you yeah. always... Uh, th- that, uh, yeah. well, like, in my defence, a- I'm an... Uh, I have a degree in the arts. Um, I'm not a mathematician. <laughs> um, all right. So we're on to some honourable mentions now. Yes. So we're going to do honourable mentions and then we're going to chat about collabs we'd like to see. Oh, shit, I, didn't read, do... I didn't think about this. Oh, well, do you want to think about it while I do honourable mentions? Oh, but I want to listen what to what you're do? talking about. Um, oh. Do you need a five-minute break? Five minutes later. Sorry to make you panic, but good good work okay. on the spot. That's good, why I put actually. it in there and I highlighted it. Oh, where did you put the Oh collab Oh it's I at didn't the even bottom. Start, I just saw it then. Yeah, sorry. Oh, All right. Okay, that's okay. Honorable mentions. Um, honorable mentions. Let's get let's get this back on track. Um I'm not gonna say too much about this one because I think we genuinely just spent a good ten minutes talking about how much we love oh, Charlie yeah. But I wanted to pick a Charlie Puth song for my list as well. Mm-hmm. So I've gone with Marvin Gaye, which obviously features uh, Megan Trainor. Um, this was from the Nine Track Mind album. It was, I think, the first single from that album. Yeah, probably. Released. The single was released in 2015. Let's Marvin Gaye and get it It's just it, like we're talking about how, you know, having different genres in, in music. Yeah. This is such a funky little bop, just gets you grooving. The thing I think about talking about award show performances before, obviously it's hard to go past. I can't remember which award show I was going to say, this is pretty funny because I also have an honourable mention that features a an on-stage yeah. kiss. <laughs> Yeah. So was it at the Grammy? I don't know. I think it was. No, I don't think it was at the Grammys. It was. It would have been like, probably the VMAs. Yeah, the VMAs or the Billboard something Music Awards like or something like that. Charlie and um, Megan, 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 Megan. I think it's Megan performed. With, whatever it's not um, in Australia, it is. Because Megan <laughs> is what we would say, but I think it's Megan. Yeah, but they performed Marvin Gaye together and then just patched at the end of the song. It was like, iconic. On, so good and everyone in the crowd was like so shocked i know (laughs) it was so it was quite shocking really because i'm too honest that you just wouldn't necessarily think of like oh my god just 
But it's also like one of those things like at award shows where there's a lot of performances. I mean, I'm just thinking of the performance of Senorita. I know. Well, it kind of uh, still makes me nauseous. Where like they almost kiss kiss for the whole song. Whereas at least in this one, they just committed to it and they went for it. I suppose when you you have the lyric, let's Marvin Gaye and get it on, then you can't have to get it on. I mean, they just, they committed to it, you know. Um, And then (laughs) next on my honorable mentions list is back in 2011, uh, Simple Plan, one of our faves, yeah. released the uh, Get Your Heart On Ooh, album. Tricky name. <laughs> really wanted to enunciate Heart. on that one. Heart. Um, and that featured the song uh, Jet Lag, yes. which was smash hit single, such a banger. In uh, our market, that was a collaboration with Natasha Bedingfield, um, which was really fun. Love her. But because Simple Plan are French-Canadian, they also released a French version of the single with a French um, artist who I think her name is Marie Mai. So that was really fun. So there's, if you look it up on YouTube, there's two music videos. It's like the whole thing. It's really funny because it's all the same like shots of Pierre yeah. from Simple Plan and but then, then they've just in. recreated yeah. the shots with either Natasha or Murray. Yeah. So it's just really fun. But I thought that, I thought it was really cool. I'm, I think doing foreign language versions is really, really fun. It is cool. Um, but it's also such a great song. I remember, and I'm pretty sure you saw this live, but when they performed at the AFL Grand Final Footy Show, yeah. they performed it with Vanessa Amorossi, which was really cool, an iconic Pretty Australian epic. artist. Such a powerhouse voice. So it's just it's such a fun little, yeah, opportunity for it. It's kind of like, you know, the Remembering Sunday. Or yeah, something it's so good. Bring out uh, different people. I'm pretty sure um, Halsey got to do that once, yeah, which is pretty fun. I know, like, yeah, it, it's a really oh, great, so great song. It's a great song that they've collaborated with, I guess, with so many people. So great yeah. pick. Um, and then my final choice had to go with, with – what was an iconic smash hit song yes. of 2014 from Jesse J's uh, Sweet Talker album, Ooh, which was released yes. in that year, Bang Bang, which is Jesse J, Nicki Minaj, Ariana Grande. <laughs> I know you want it. <laughs> so good. Just like straight from the start. I let you like have it. Punch in, the, <laughs> punch in the face. I'm pretty sure the first time I heard this song again, this keeps coming up, was an award show performance. Yeah. Um, and it was just so good. Like the vocals on it are just like. Icons. Just when you think each of them have smashed it, right. they just take I it like know. to the next level. And then Nikki like comes in. Vocal runs, and then Nikki comes in and it's just all over. And it's so great. So. It's, had to include that that's a good we're talking one. about collaborations for sure i have some honorable mentions as well the first one i have is brian adams featuring tina turner and the song is called it's only love I had it in my top five originally, but it's it's one of my favourite collaborations. It's from Reckless, the 1984 Brian Adams album. It's just a straight up 
hard rock classic. Brian Adams' voice is like a rock and roll angel from above. And then Tina comes in and she smashes it into oblivion. And what I love the most about this song is before the, you know, quintessential guitar solo breakdown that all hard rock classics have, they come together and they sing the bridge. And in my Mm -hmm. head right now, as I'm singing it in my mind, I can see Tina like flicking her hair back like she does, you know, like belting it (laughs) out. She is just iconic and it's just a great song, but love that one. The second honourable mention I have is Me Against the Music, which is Britney Spears featuring Madonna. I mean, the Queen and the Princess of Pop coming together in 2003. What a year. In the Zone came out. That was what this uh, this song's from, the album by Britney Spears, In mm-hmm. the Zone. It was the lead single off this record and it was followed up by Toxic. So that's the era <gasps> we're in, right? Wow. <laughs> right. Okay. That's fine. Right? I know. Remember Life Before We Knew About Toxic by Britney Spears? I know. I mean, not worth living, to be honest. How did we live? <laughs> And so it was cool to hear Britney. Like, I was a huge Britney Spears fan, still am. You know, coming out of her, I think the album before that was just called Britney um, with I'm a Slave for You. Like, she was, it was her peak, like, popularity at this stage. And, yeah, she was making her impact in the club scene. Because this is like a club song, like a dance floor filler song. You know, I can imagine this was playing at all the clubs in 2003. And I remember watching the music video on Rage and Madonna with her baton, you know. Yes. Just iconic, you know, <laughs> legendary. Um, and then obviously the iconic VMA's Kiss in 2003 mm. shook the world. And interestingly, <laughs> this happened before the song came out. Ah, got to get that promo. Right. Um, and then the last one I wanted to put on my list was a, is a song that came out in 2020 from Machine Gun Kelly featuring Halsey. And the song is called Forget Me Too. So Tickets to My Downfall was the album. Yes. Like I said, 2020. MGK is an interesting one for me because (laughs) obviously he had established his sort of music style in the rap scene. Mm -hmm. So for him to come out and make a straight up pop punk album was pretty like, I would say exciting. I I think I was excited by the concept of it because, you know, pop punk is sort of like not as uh, popular as it was, say, in like the... 2000s but this record was produced by Travis Barker who was one of the I guess the founding fathers I was about to say like if you're gonna do a pop punk record may as well just see if Travis is free yeah, exactly. to give you a hand get him in as a producer and maybe he'll do drums on it you know um and yeah. so he played the drums on this track as well and it definitely has the energy of like an early 2000s pop punk song um, and it's taken me a minute to come to terms with that, <laughs> like, yeah. to admit that, I guess, uh, because I was sceptical. But I um, I love Halsey on it too. Like we've talked about her a little bit in this episode being just a really great contributor to a lot of songs, a lot of the pop music that we hear she now. She's like the queen of the collab. Yeah, she I kind was, of is. I, 
She's done so many, which is, and it's great. I think, again, like we talk about different like genre bending and all yeah. that kind of stuff. Like obviously Machine Gun Kelly is a great example of that kind of completely, completely like switching genres, but also at the same time maintaining a lot of the similar like aesthetic and vibe and kind of lyrical, I guess, emphasis that he's always had. Yeah. But Halsey is someone who, and I think it this is reflected in her aesthetic as well, but she's almost like a bit of like um, a chameleon yeah and like how much she's able to completely kind of pivot and change and take herself in all these different artistic directions yeah and I think overall collabs are a great way to do that like instead of you know dedicating an entire album to exploring a new direction like yeah which is great when it happens but sometimes it doesn't work out in this instance obviously it has but if you just kind of want to dip your toe in yeah just like absolutely go, go jump on a little cheeky collab which well, she has done with she, so many great artists yeah and like you could jump on songs and you can benefit from it but she's the one that brings these songs yeah, to the forefront she is for sure. the, the artist to be collaborating with i'm really holding out hope that she does something in the pop punk space and I would love to see it continue to resurge again because it's, you know, it's inspiring yeah. a new generation to get into pop punk. Like I just saw an interview with the band Why Don't We and they've just yeah. released like a pop rock record and now they're saying that MGK is heavily influencing them and yeah. that they may want to do like a pop punk thing, which is crazy. Yeah. These kids it's are like really 20. Cool. <laughs> <You know? laughs> but, well, and I think the thing with Halsey as well, like I mentioned the all-time low thing before, but one yeah. of the more well-known, I think, instances of this is how she kind of talked about as growing up as part of like a tumblr generation who was obsessed yeah. with panic at the disco there's a great video of her performing um i write since not tragedies yeah. at coachella with brendan yuri like she's really kind of come up through those scenes so it would be really cool to see that um explored more yeah so be fingers awesome. crossed all right so i thought it would be fun uh to have a quick chat about we've talked about you know our favorite collabs mm-hmm. throughout the years but what are some that we want to like manifest? What is the ideal collab that you would love to see? Well, like, you know, like yeah. no restrictions in your dream collab. Who is there in the studio or on the stage making the magic happen? Um, do you have an answer for this question? I do have an answer, but mm. I was listening to a podcast not that long ago. Can't remember the podcast name, but it's with um, <laughs> it's with Sean from The Blackout, whatever his podcast is. And he was talking with Josh Franceschi from Umate 6 about, mm-hmm. you know, there's kind of a bit of an interesting shift in collaborations and especially in like the pop punk, punk sort of scene of like, you know, they only, a lot of the people that he's reached out to are kind of like, well, how's it going to benefit me? Yeah. It was an interesting conversation that I had because Josh was like, I want to collaborate with people. I just want to make music because he's a big hip hop fan. And so yeah. you see all these, like when we've mentioned pl- like a plethora of like hip hop artists <laughs> yeah. on this, on these lists. And so I think I would love to see more of that in the rock scene as well as, um, an iconic collaboration that I just came up with. With yeah. uh, I would love a Post Malone song featuring Britney Spears. I think that would be pretty epic. I Bring Britney back. Cool. I want to yeah. see a new Britney song. I love Britney. Watch the documentary, have to say. Uh, Team Britney. But yeah, so uh, <laughs> that would be my pick. Uh, what about you? You've thought a little bit more about this, so I'll, I'll, yes. I'll let you take it away. Sorry, I I came up with this question and I forgot to remind Caitlin a, that we were doing it. It's but a she's, really she's great idea. She's done very idea. well on the spot. Yeah. So there are a couple, I mean, we were just talking about how much we love Halsey and how great her collaborations are. Yeah. But there has been one particular collaboration that has literally been discussed and mentioned in interviews for 
I want to say at least like five years. Mm-hmm. Halsey and in particular Ashton from Five Seconds of Summer, but I think kind of the whole band have been friends for a really long time. So they've sort of known each other kind of since they first came up like in the industry with their first albums and that kind of thing. And they've often talked about in interviews um, because they're on a lot of the same, you know, like radio festivals and all that kind of stuff. So they cross paths quite a bit how great a collab between the two of them would be. Yep. Um, And they've been very coy when they were asked about it recently. I mean, I say recently, like last album cycle, um, they were asked about it. Um, and it's always a lot about, you know, lots of answers about finding the right time and place and all that kind of stuff. So who knows? I don't know if it's gotten close to happening in the past and hasn't happened. Honestly, but I think that would be she, really fun. She could She's jump so on busy. any of their songs and just it'd be amazing. Exactly. The timing is now. <laughs> yes, the timing <laughs> is now. Hopefully, fingers crossed for the next album. But Five Souls haven't done a huge amount of collabs, really. No, so it would be, only one. They did. They did say, I believe they were asked about this from about the Calm album, and they said they asked a whole bunch of people, and everyone said, "Hey, no. you know what?" And that's so. exactly what Josh is saying. Like, <laughs> yeah. it's so true because it seems like there's a lot of collaborations, but I think there is a bit of a, it's a dog eat dog world, though. To be yeah, fair, so. exactly. But we'll keep our fingers crossed for that one. Yes. Another one that I thought would be really cool to see would be two of our another two of our faves. So I'd love to hear what Dan and Shay and Charlie Puth could come up with. Ooh. That would be really Can you imagine good. the harmonies in that? Like, Oh, my God, it would be so good. It would be so good. So I'm officially putting that out into the universe. And yep. then my final one, I've limited myself to three, um, is a bit of an Australian music powerhouse soulful shout-out. I would love to hear what Missy Higgins and Matt Corby would yeah. come up with on a collaboration. Can you imagine? It would be pretty be so amazing. Good. Matt, <laughs> Missy, if you're listening, just get onto that straight away. Yes. Can you imagine like hearing that live? Like oh. I would just, I would ascend. It would be too much, but it would be beautiful. So it would be worth Fall it. Fall festival. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. 100%. Yeah, that'd be so good. Um, but yeah, so they're, they're the three that I would like to put out into the universe. So if any of those artists are listening, I would appreciate <laughs> it if you could get right onto that. You should all, you're probably all still in quarantine. So, probably. you know, the internet exists. Jump on a Zoom call, write a song exactly. and report back. <laughs> it's not that hard. From two people who don't make music. It's not that yeah. hard. It's, we make a podcast. Like, come on. <laughs> exactly. Oh, those uh, are really good picks. I'm glad I'm glad that we could uh, put those out into the universe. Yeah. And fingers crossed. <laughs> Otherwise, I think that brings us to the end of the episode. Yeah. Plenty of songs to listen to on a Thursday think, if you're listening to it when it comes out. But Yeah, exactly. I think, you know, hop on over to Instagram and let us know what your favorite collaborations are in the I would comments lo- on, yeah. on the I'd episode post we're always on the lookout for music recs or like notable omissions and all that kind of stuff yes. so let us know if there are any collabs that you love that we missed we might make a playlist if we can that would be fun yeah but over on instagram we are at shout out old me you can also if you'd like to leave us a voice message over on our anchor page which is anchor.fm forward slash shout out to the old me Be sure to share the podcast with your pals if you enjoyed it. And we'll be back soon with yet another episode. (laughs) Yes, we will be back. We'll be back. It never ends. We'll talk to you soon. (laughs) Bye. Bye.